0: We got our mailbag question from the fellowship uh, via Instagram uh, or it may have been Twitter. I'm not hundred percent sure, but after we announced that Uriah Hall friend of the show uh, was taking his exit from the sport of MMA. uh, We were asked in the comments of our photos with Uriah. uh, uh, If (laughs) by a a fellowship member who said Dom could take Uriah. So Uriah, I, I, So your response. Could any of us take Uriah? I'm going to say no. Well me, I shook his hand. I felt his I, hand. Fuck I don't no.
1: understand. We're all dying. I So this this I I was made aware of this last week and and I don't I'm honored, but this is fucking insane. There. All right. Listen. I am not a sh- I am not if I was an MMA if I was an MMA fighter in any organization no matter how big or small I ha- only have heavyweight as an option. Mhm. I stood right next to Uriah Hall. He's bigger than me. Yep. It's shocking. And he's been a professional for a really long time. And i I'm a guy who's done some jujitsu at a tenth planet in a small town. So no, I couldn't take Uriah Hall. What the fuck are we Could all of us? No. Well, maybe. I take don't know. It. What are the rules? Four four on one at some point. Is there has there been is there any UFC fighter that you would have a chance with? Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: I think that's true. Rose Namajunas. <laughs> <laughs> thug Rose. Thug Rose. How could you say that? Thug Rose.
1: I think thug- because because she weighs. Yeah, 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 15. <laughs> <A buck 15? laughs> and, and But even then, I'm not picking myself. I'm just saying if that's where you have to you have to go to a very small woman. Mm-hmm. For it to even be a conversation, and even then, I'm not picking myself. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but Joanna pieces me up.
0: I'm yeah. twice. I'm twice her. Yeah, size. Her ovaries
1: are way bigger than yours. Look, dude, they're enormous
0: compared to mine. You know how like when you watch a show, you go like previously on. Who wants to do like a previously on the Pretty Neat podcast?
1: Is this like like when there was a two part episode of Boy Meets World? Yes. And for some reason, it would be like <laughs> Angela who would do it or Rachel who does super, super big black eye porn now. And she'd be like, Ooh. on the last episode of Boy Meets World, and it's like, hey, you weren't even in the last episode of Boy Meets World. Exactly. Is that what but you're talking about? We need one of those, but for us. I'll do it. Do it. On the last episode of the Pretty Neat Podcast. Because you guys are actively doing something that really annoys me. We got a soft high. Hi. I'm uh, Ryan. Yeah,
2: you are. What's your name?
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm suddenly too shy to tell you. <laughs> I like your
0: glasses.
2: Thank you. Both Can of you.
0: you will, will you do me a favor in your smooth, bass, beautiful voice? Can you say, Marab Devalish Feely?
2: May Rob Devalish
0: Feely. Oh. Ooh, I would order Devalish Phili at a red restaurant if you were oh, holy shit. offering it to me. <laughs> I'm gonna
1: That's turn my with camera off tonight. for a second. Hang <laughs> <laughs> <You know>, on, guys.
2: <laughs> the special tonight is the Mayra Devalish Vili. Oh, oh my is that, god. Is that a vegan dish? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh I I think it would be personally. Do I think you, I
1: feel like the answer is absolutely not.
2: No, really? it's, it's pure. Georgian sausage
0: yeah it is <laughs> okay I'm I'm not gonna argue with that at all hmm. nor uh, should you no Ray Longo uh had a good weekend uh or had a
2: good uh contender series yes oh yeah I didn't watch that who Who? I know he said he had somebody uh fighting on another MMA podcast uh but I don't remember what uh what weight class that was in there
1: are no other MMA podcasts.
2: <laughs> I genuinely don't
0: remember uh, the name of the the fighter, unfortunately. But uh, hey, what are you going to do? He wasn't, he didn't but do But I it asked for what me. weight
2: class he fought in. Is that also unknown?
0: Uh, oh, shit.
2: I can't uh, get over the voice. I don't even know who we're talking about. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know. I genuinely don't. I'd have to go back and look it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too much work and there's too many pretty neat things to talk about.
3: <laughs> would you agree? Indeed.
0: Yeah. I was thinking about it. Would would we be the uh uh I think that for well, I guess we should go with just hey everyone, welcome to the pretty neat podcast or if you're a member of our Hispanic audience, the uh Benito Nito podcast. I think is how it would translate over. <laughs> uh, and the shit like that is what makes it pretty neat to be here. I'm one of the hosts, Aaron. And there's a gentleman in our trio who has the the domius dome.
1: How's the Benadryl hangover? <laughs> As I'm, I'm better. Um, I have scars all over my legs now. It's terrible. Mm. Speaking of, of the dom-dome, I had a student... Uh, very gingerly raise her hand because we were doing like early in the year get to know each other activities right and uh she she like so meekly was like and I, I knew because we, <laughs> we I had made a comment earlier that I was bald by choice which is not true but <laughs> as I tell it it is and uh I could see her she was like like just softly, you know, in the back corner, and I knew what she was going to ask. I'm like, "What, what's going on?" And she goes, "How, how do you get it so?" And she's like, doing this, and I'm like, "Shiny." And she's like, "Yeah, I don't know. It's an effect of the lotion." <laughs> anyway, Stephen Thompson will not be joining us today. That's my intro for the show, <laughs> which marks now like a hundred and. 17 episodes consecutively that he has not joined the show it's a real, it's a real shame i even tweeted a picture of him because he like he did
0: some tiktok video doing some ninja moves or some shit which yeah which you everyone should follow our twitter it's fucking awesome but like have you ever seen big trouble in little little china i mean no. it's one of my if one of my absolute favorite movies if both of you just have to see it, but three of the nemeses in the this movie are the storms, and they just have these fucking outfits that are <laughs> totally fucking ridiculous. The whole movie's ridiculous, but it's amazing. Kirk Kirk uh, Douglas, uh, Kurt Douglas, classic, if you will. Kurt, Kurt Douglas. That's Kurt, right? I think it is. Okay. No Kurt Russell that's his name Russell (laughs) you're
2: you're you're putting two people together we're doing we're doing that we're doing that uh, (laughs) Eh. the
1: mashups that I like
2: yeah yeah Yeah. that I immediately spaced on
0: (laughs) I want to do Tony the Tiger Ferguson
1: (laughs) that's pretty
2: good
0: that's pretty good that's my Halloween Halloween it's Tony
2: Ferguson but he's animated
0: I'm in for that or I'll do like stripes or do like, I'll do that. That's Halloween. That's what I should do. We should do a poll or something for the fellowship, which by the way, the poll on favorite guitarist amongst our fans is a 50, 50 tie between Jimi Hendrix at number one and Tim Henson at number one <laughs> <laughs> from Polyfia. So, okay. And by the way, option number Four was Santana and three and uh, sorry, three was Santana and four was we were all wrong and that (laughs) got zero percent. So, hey, nobody thought we were wrong in our discussion. So get on the Twitter verse and follow us and engage. We enjoy it. Um, and yeah, keep tell your friends too Because by the way, we all have that Spotify ad at the beginning It's great and all, but we're very close to enough listeners now To get targeted ads And gosh darn it, I want to do like the ball waxer by manscaping ads You know, to get as shiny as your dome
1: I want so, them to send me a new uh, lawnmower 4.0 So right? let's do that
0: so, like, tell your friends if you're a member of the fellowship here. Go tell a friend. Tell them to like and subscribe and do a rating and all that shit. Go to the prettypodcast.com But most importantly, listen and enjoy and talk amongst yourselves because uh, we think it's pretty dang neat or bonito nito, as I like to say. Uh, so yeah, go to our stuff. Uh, I just
1: got it. I just we, got the Spanish thing.
0: Yeah, we didn't interview. We didn't introduce the third in the room. Uh who I mean my my rye
2: D, my rye or die. <laughs> I am rye and die. I, I yeah. will rye and die for all of y'all. You can call me RJ. You can call me big D. Okay. Don't call don't call me Big D. Um, okay. and also don't call me RJ, because that's reserved for basically my dad only. Um yep. but yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll go with I'll go with the Rye right guy. I dig that. I dig that. I missed you
1: guys. <laughs> Could I sound like more of a douche when I say you guys are doing something that actively annoys me, <laughs> so we can't talk about that.
2: <laughs> I like such a this. good mashup.
1: Oh, good. I'm glad. I just figured
0: it was me, you and me. it would be Ryan and I doodling on a couple of ukes for no fucking reason whatsoever. And we'd be like, yo, listen to this Tim Henson riff I'm learning. And Dom would be like, you guys are doing that thing.
2: <laughs> but Don't not. even get me started on. Uh, enjoy, enjoy and it. you say it, you say it, polyphia, but I think it's called polyphia. I could be wrong, though. I like polyphilia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's also a thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, Uh. I mean, we, we already kind of looked at the, <laughs> we just did the intro, but I'll finagle the editing or whatever but um we uh we already answered also
1: tim henson is 28 not 22
0: he's much wow he's a lot yeah older but he looks
2: right like now. he's 22
0: yeah
2: and then, <clears throat> that makes sense i've seen them live a couple of years back well before covid so three years um two two and a half and they were actively drinking on stage which i found to be highly irresponsible for professional musicians who are committed to their craft <laughs>
1: <laughs> speaking of how did you end up seeing Algaline trio was it coincidence that we talked about them
2: it was coincidence and they were a late replacement on co and cambria's tour uh, when dance <laughs> gavin dance like guitar player was uh charged with some serious allegations and they dropped off the tour oh. uh so yeah and then to my surprise it was at the san diego state open air theater which was mm-hmm. not bad never been there before and Ooh. you know my my wife is like Yeah, we're in uh, section D, so we should be like in this first section behind the main, the main like standing area or seated area. Well, it was all seated area, and the section we were at was actually the very front section. Yeah, but we got to our seats and we're like, "Holy shit, this is going to be amazing!" And that's Matskeba's tongue. Yeah, that's Matskeba. Matskeba first downed a Coors Original in a can that they brought out to him in. Essentially two swigs. Then they brought out a Miller High Life. So it was like, I was like, why is he drinking a different beer? Is well, this ritual? Coors, Coors and Miller are the same company. Yes, now. But a yeah, Miller now. High Life. I just right, find a champagne of beers. I just find it totally <laughs> irresponsible.
0: Right. It's just irresponsible for professional musicians to be drinking on stage. <laughs> And he's just like
2: just downing <laughs> beers in between songs. Meanwhile, the bass player who sings on sings songs about like drinking while taking pills, only water committed to the craft. 100% committed. I I love straight edge guys. I especially <laughs> love the straight
1: edge guys that are super shredded and have like gnarly tattoos. And they're like, oh, yeah, I've never once drank alcohol ever. I've never done a single drug. I've never done anything, even one time in my entire life. I just, I'm just hardcore. I'm hardcore about being straight. Like I
2: fucking love that. Hardcore straight edge. That's a thing.
1: Yeah.
0: It yeah. is.
2: It is. Do you, do you want to continue the sidebar for for a brief moment? For a brief. Of course spell. I do. Yeah. So I had a good friend, uh, just out of high school, <laughs> he was going to and he was very was much straight. Edge. Yes. What's, his, what's his name? TJ. Okay. <laughs> no, very man. much straight edge. But he also, before I knew him, apparently had some some type of like drug addiction to a certain sure. extent. Got really into census fail. Um, started going hardcore straight edge, got a bunch of straight edge tattoos. And then you know I'm like 20, 21. I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna get a non-straight edge tattoo. So I went to the tattoo shop, uh, which turned into Heritage Tattoo in Murrieta, and I walked in. I was like, "Who can uh, who can give me a tattoo right now?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, I'm free. What do you want?" I was like, "I want three O's." <laughs> the straight edge is three X's. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know straight edge is three X's. X-X. So God, I wanted it. three O's. Okay. Like, oh, where do you want it? I was like, "Can you tattoo the inside of my lip?" On my fucking neck. <laughs> no, on the <laughs> inside of my lip. Okay. I probably still have it. Yeah. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. But you Which you, by the way, the inside of your mouth getting that tattooed does not hurt whatsoever. So I was literally just gonna say, I feel like it would either hurt like a bitch or not hurt at all. It's just awkward to have somebody right there in your face with a with a tattoo gun yeah. tattooing mm-hmm. the inside of your mouth.
0: Mm-hmm. There's a <laughs> there's a sidebar to that sidebar. Side which was it up. I was this was before we were in a band together. While we were friends, but before we were in a band together, when you got that tattoo <laughs> and who was standing out in front of that tattoo parlor, smoking a cigarette after his tattoo session, this guy. <laughs> and it the was ultimate like ultimate coincidence. Like, yeah, what are you doing? Oh, you walked, doing a tattoo. Yeah. You walked up and I was like, Ryan, what are you doing, man? And you're like getting, a, I felt like getting a tattoo. And we totally joked about TJ and the straight edge shit because we knew him in the same musical circle and uh and it was like well shit and i showed you my tattoo it was the i think it was the the rough outline of the cigarose tattoo it was. On, on my arm that i had it just was. gotten and uh that was way funny <laughs> it was just like we're going to be we're going to clearly be continuing friendship uh through this <laughs> that was fun i enjoyed that but i mean dom you're you have so much ink you're like you are half ink at this point.
2: That is correct. It's you're awesome. Half, you're half ink. You're
1: 50% ink. I do not have walk-in tattoos. I have wait 11 months for an appointment tattoos. Yeah you do. And uh I have to finish my left arm. I probably got 17 hours left and uh hmm.
0: I just don't want to. But you and you and Mike <laughs> Santana wait mm-hmm. so long. Same artist. No, uh, different on my. No, he did my
1: same artist did my right arm. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: yeah. Well, we'll have to get him on the show to show off his ink and compare it. Uh, His is very good. It's so good. Uh, You had mentioned Ryan uh, being at the outdoor amphitheater down in San Diego. Something else happened in an arena in San Diego
1: this past weekend. So this is what happened to me on Saturday night. Thank you guys for asking. Uh, I have very bad seasonal allergies. You can probably hear like the remnants of it in my Mm. voice. Uh, I was not feeling very good. My grandma and I had angels tickets. I go to baseball games with my grandma. I've talked about it on the show. Mm -hmm. We decided to go. Now my grandma is aging. I think she's nearing the big eight zero. And Mm. uh, you know, she has her wits about her to an extent, but. Every now and then she'll say stuff and I, I just, I can't let it go. And I don't mean like old person racist stuff. It's none of that. <laughs> she'll she'll go. We were, t- Oh, we were sitting at the restaurant across the street from the stadium kind of before the game. And we're sitting at the bar outside cause it was fucking super crowded, which is strange. Cause they're playing the twins on a Saturday in August when the angels are a fucking disaster. But I don't want to talk about that right now. Um, she goes, you know, I was a, I think being a bartender would be really hard. And I'm like, see, I kind of think at the right place it would be fun. I don't want to, like, quit my job that I have now and do that, but I do think it'd be fun. And she says, and I quote, well, you know I was a cocktail waitress at that dinner house down the road on Catella, and I got too tired of the drunks. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, Grandma. And I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) Did you
2: just say dinner house? Dinner house.
1: (laughs) Uh, We're going to the dinner house.
2: It's like a brew house, but dinner.
1: What do you mean dinner house, Grammy? Don't say dinner house. She doesn't listen to this show.
0: Dinner house is a place that, like, they serve at seven, and they ring a bell to let everyone in. Yeah, in
1: 1893. Yeah. Like, stop.
2: Like, what what are we what are we doing? It's not a dinner
1: house. She
2: sounds awesome. She has her moments of being awesome. That's for sure. (laughs) Dinner house restaurants provide moderately priced, easily prepared meals, usually part of a franchise, sometimes independently owned. Casual family restaurants. Okay. well, I promise you she didn't know that.
1: Mm. (laughs) Also, just say restaurant.
0: I would I that story didn't go where I thought it was going to go. I mean, her adopted grandson is probably impressive to watch. Uh, and when you press nah, this he's with he's
1: her, che- he's he's checked out. You can see it in, in the way he carries himself, which is a bummer. Yeah, a little bit. That is. A uh, and and well, do you know? So the angels are down three to nothing in the bottom of the eighth on Saturday. And my adopted grandson hits a home run to center field, and there were about forty thousand people there, and they go fucking ape shit. <laughs> it was like it was a walk-off home run to win Game 7 of the World Series. And I look at her, and I'm like, Grammy, this is the problem. She's like, what? I'm like, they're going crazy for a solo home run to be down only two when we're 15 games below 500 halfway through August. This is the problem. <laughs>
0: Was it like the Disneyland team where they're just there for the flashy fireworks and it's, it's really just cardboard cutouts and good
1: lights? Uh, no, no. Most of the fans are pretty engaged in the game, to be honest with you. Do you find that with Angel What, what baseball,
0: <clears throat> well, what sports organization has the most fan like I almost i almost want to say bandwagoners football but it, teams but football i want i sure. would just say which, which ones have the fan bases that are the least knowledgeable on their sport
1: uh American. football and basketball yeah 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 speaking of specifically basketball, the golden state warriors and ooh, the kansas yeah. city chiefs oh i could see that for both mm-hmm. the kansas city chiefs
0: pa- Paul gasol numbers retiring yeah. Yeah. They're, they're hoisting it to the rafters. Uh, what next month, next week?
1: No, 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 no. October. Oh, okay, um,
0: That's almost next month
1: or no, 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 sorry. March of next year. He retired in October, oh. Um, he, you know, Pau Gasol. So the Lakers have a pretty simple rule. If you played, you have to have been on the team for a certain number of years and you have to be a hall of famer. If you're that, they will retire your number. Um, Although there are probably a couple of players who didn't, make that cut the Lakers have and I this is not a biased opinion the most impressive collection of retired numbers of any organization in any sport the Lakers also have if you look at like the 20 best NBA players no of all time no joke 15 or 16 of them at some point in their career were Lakers and if you look at the best hundred, it's some astounding percentage that at least spent some amount of time with the franchise. Pau Gasol is very unique among Laker fans in that he is universally beloved. Yeah. Universally. You will not find a Laker fan who does not love him.
0: We were fortunate enough to go to a couple of the summer games uh, and, and you know, kind of scrimmage stuff, um, thanks to Friend with Tickets. And Powell was, I mean, you know, your Kobe's and your, your big stars didn't go to those games. A lot of the times, at least the couple that I went to, none of the major starters were there except for Powell. Every game, always there, always engaging with everyone on the team, engaging with people on the bench, like just
1: seemed like a good dude. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. Do you know what he used to do for, and still does for fun? What's that? And for and to like give back, he goes and sits in on major uh, like pediatric surgeries. Oh wow! Yeah, when he was playing in Spain, he was at least like halfway through med school or the beginning of med school.
0: That's right. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Dang! It amazes. Like I think Dolph Lundgren is still like the. Uh, <laughs> you're a what? Also type of person. Uh-huh. Like he's like a fucking astrophysicist or a quantum physicist or something. at least a at least an engineer. I don't know. That's that's I, all I remember about him. At the yeah, moment. Yeah, we love Augustine. Yeah. Uh MMA happened this past weekend.
1: Yeah, Dolph Lundgren went to the Royal Institute of Technology.
0: Yeah. Fucking genius.
1: And good. Washington State, good for him.
0: Yeah. And he's Russian.
2: He is Swedish. Yeah, he's not Russian. He's but Russian, he played in one. my
0: mind. He played one in the movie. That's That's where I go. That's the extent of my
1: brain's flexibility.
0: I must
2: break you, but I will be taking mini steroids. <laughs> you think he was on steroids for that movie? No, in the plot of the movie, he was getting injected with shit while he was training in a high-tech Russian facility. Can I admit something?
1: I've never seen a single one of the Rocky movies.
2: <laughs> no way. I know. <laughs> I know. How can you
0: be on the Benito Nito podcast? <laughs> I know. The Nito Benito know. podcast and not have seen Rocky movie.
2: <laughs> That's movie
1: Malo. <laughs> During <laughs> movie, uh, movie malo. When, when we had to stay home because of COVID, I my wife and I were, we're on a pretty good run of watching like Classic movies
2: that neither of us had ever seen. We yeah, never got you to Rocky. It was on you the Never list. got to Rocky. Yeah, no. Mm. All right. So, what other shocking details can you provide <laughs> in terms of cinematic things that you've missed? Um, see, the thing is, I've I've seen
1: a lot of. Like, I hadn't seen Pulp Fiction until like last year. Eh, no judgment. I'm gonna be honest. A little overrated. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Still no judgment. Still none. I think that's fair. A lot of Quentin, Quentin Tarantino's an homage guy. But
1: I love Quentin Tarantino. So do I. Dialogue, a, amazing. A, a great number of his movies. Uh, I, I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a literal masterpiece, but... And I thought Pulp Fiction was very good. I just... I don't, I don't really... My, my
0: dream team of writers are Tarantino Smith and Aaron Sorkin. They just their dialogue is fucking. Do You mean weird. Kevin Smith? Yeah, yeah. I'll just... pass on
1: Aaron Sorkin, but I'll go with the other two.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're fun ones. Kevin Smith is going to be doing stand up in Austin next week. That's cool. Are I'm you gonna, going? I'm going to try. I'm going to definitely try. <laughs> <laughs> we have too much MMA to watch, too busy. Okay. I didn't even have enough time to watch PFL or Bellator this weekend. I was too busy watching UFC previews. (laughs) Uh, We have to talk about the fights. We have to transition at some point. All right. How do do we go? Everybody, everybody turn left. Well done.
1: Yeah, thanks.
0: Don't do it if you're Dominic Cruz, though. Actually, he turned right.
2: Yeah, he did. Yeah, he turned right. He went blue steel and should have gone magnum.
0: Yeah, he didn't get the face he was going for either with that.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's a, that's a face joke on many levels. So, did, so I was not watching the events as they happened, but I did uh, watch that fight. Did you guys think he was winning
2: until that point? Two rounds to one. Okay.
0: Yeah, two rounds to one. And Marlon Vera's number five. At this point, cruise number 11.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: I thought it was a, it was exactly what we kind of called really. It was going to be a a lay and pray kind of a little bit of rope, but like Dominic, I mean, looked good, right? He definitely won the first two rounds, but Cheeto, once his accuracy was on and he was seeing the patterns Every time he caught Dominic, it looked so much worse than when Dominic caught him.
2: That, yeah, there that, was a much bigger reaction on the shots from Cheeto, mm-hmm. right when he did connect, as opposed to yeah. Dom's volume, because mm-hmm. he was throwing a lot of volume. He had so much. Look at the yeah, two hundred and fifty nine total strikes. Mm-hmm. The, the stats in terms of what he landed, what he what he threw, just. Hailed in comparison to Cheeto, but kind of astounding, much more significant. And that's essentially what we saw in Cheetos last fight as well, where Mm he ate some shots so that he could land his uh, apparently super devastating power in the bantamweight division.
0: Mm -hmm. What is what's next for Cheeto? I feel like he faces the loser of Aljo Dillashaw. And the winner of Yan Sugar is the top contender for the winner of Aljo Dillashaw. And so, so would that Cheeto is still one or two fights away from the belt shot, uh, according to what I'm thinking? Uh, what are you thinking?
2: I almost like, I almost like uh, the or winner or... between Sanhagen and uh, Song Dong. For, for who? Hagen for, uh, for Cheeto.
0: You want him to fight down? again? Yeah, well,
1: Sandhagen is fourth. If Sandhagen wins, I agree with you.
0: Yeah, that's true. According to the UFC rankings, he's fourth.
1: What this rankings is, do you look
3: at?
0: I'm looking at the World MMA rankings for UFC, which has him at sixth and Vera at fifth. Which makes sense because Sandhagen's on two losses right now. Like, he shouldn't be that high. Okay. So he lost to Jan and he lost to Dillashaw, who who are one and two, I would assume, right now. Uh, and uh, he's, I mean, he shouldn't still be four. He's, it's still two losses. That's just weird MMA math to me. But I like that matchup for Cheeto. I would love to see him fight Sandhagen. That would just be such a great chess match. It'd be really fun. I now no longer think that Cheeto would beat. Sugar Sean, though. Like, I hmm. I think I, that that solidified that for me. Like, I thought Cheeto looked really good in that fight for sure, but I thought Sean looked better and it looked like he was improving through the fight as opposed to Dominic, who looked like he was not improving through the fight. Um, so I actually think Sean might have a good shot at a rematch with Cheeto when that happens.
2: It would be interesting to see. They've both taken a big step up in competition since they originally fought, and he didn't really get to see a real what I would consider to be like a finality to that outcome because it was an injury stoppage essentially
0: yeah yeah it's still fun I look forward to the future for all of them that's for sure it's a
1: fun division that's for sure
0: yeah what uh let's see what about uh and I mean uh, well I mean Dominic jeez I mean it speaks a lot to the fact that it was the first person to finish Dominic like that uh sorry well well teach didn't, did Dominic get finished at all? Has he been finished before?
2: Yeah. Don't, yeah, yeah, Cejudo. From Cejudo. Uh, Cejudo. Cejudo. Right. Cejudo. With right. uh, no-nonsense Keith Peterson. Yeah. And that's it. when he started the whole uh, smell of alcohol and cigarettes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I still think Dom looked great. I, I, I he's not, not a top contender to me. He did not look washed. I think a lot of people would have a fuck ton of problems getting through that dominant cruise. Yeah. I hope he stays in the bantamweight division uh, to keep it interesting. Uh, he'll be a really fun guy to still keep watching. But they gotta uh, I, they gotta
2: give him some like fights commensurate to his his name, right? What he pulls. I'd love yeah. to see him fight uh, Aldo. That would be great.
0: Oh yeah. Hmm. Or Patty. You know, if Patty really wants to, if he wants
2: a big name. What the Patty paddy fights Pimble? at 155.
0: Oh, shit. yeah, I'm not gonna <clears> the <throat> Wrong weight class, never mind. Ball sack
2: <laughs> plus, with you know the uh, amount of weight he puts on in between fights, he might be moving up.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, I hope uh, he does. Yeah, I, I would love to see him get in there with like Shafkot Rakhmanov. Yeah, because <laughs> he... then the paddy Pumbaa thing stops and we don't yeah. have to talk about it anymore. <laughs>
0: Good night, sir
1: uh the yeah definitely the the co-main was uh can i weigh in on Dominic cruz really quick oh for sure yeah it's time for him to retire and here's why Mm. one don't spell your name with a k we (laughs) all had a meeting it's just a c okay and by we all i mean all of us named yes (laughs) We have to get name.
0: confirmation from Dom in the fellowship. So, Dom, if you're listening, who I met at the cap at the Caps Factory Comedy Club or whatever it was, Dom, do you spell it with a C or a K? Let us know.
1: You can still be in the fellowship if you spell it with a K. Okay. Now, <laughs> that was everything Dominic Cruz had, and if that kick doesn't land and it goes to decision, is anyone certain that he wins? No. No. So. And that was the number five, six ranked guy, depending on the rankings you're looking at. What's he gonna do with Peter Yeah, fair. So it's he that was the best he has, and I don't think it was ever going to be enough. I respect him, but it's it's time to lay the gloves in the middle. It's time to call it.
0: Maybe uh maybe copy Nina Nunez. Oh. Oh goodbye! Have fun making all the babies and raising them, and making them carry around that gold strap while they're toddlers. <laughs> Peace out, Nuna, Nina, Nina, Nuna,
2: Nina,
1: uh, Nuna.
0: She was a pioneer, though. Fought in the third ever women's UFC fight. So wow,
1: that's cool. It, it I didn't a, know that. A
0: really long, long, long time. Uh, and uh, hey, props to her. Props to. Yep. The, props to the family. Yep. We wish you all well Another, I mean, I know this wasn't on uh, The UFC card But we might as well knock a second Phoenix out of the way for Rory The Mad King McDonald Who decided to retire After getting his ass handed to him In the first round of
2: PFL <laughs> But uh, call him the Red King Because that's his actual nickname The Mad King, uh, that's what I said The Red
0: King is his name Yeah. Makes a lot more sense after his face from Robbie Lawler.
1: Isn't the Mad King from Game of Thrones? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Oh, man. uh, Eris Targaryen. That's
2: right. Too much inbreeding.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely too much. Uh, So we got that out of the way. Uh, And
1: Thanos is the Mad Titan. Mm, Got it. For those of you scoring at home. Nice. Awesome. Thanos is heavily featured in my opening themes of literature lesson for ninth grade English, just so you guys know. I I wish I was in your class. It's a lot of fun. (laughs) Uh, We talk about good versus evil. And I make the kids tell me stories. So we go over like what is a theme of literature? And then we talk about very common ones, good versus evil obviously. And uh, they all say Avengers. And I'm like, cool. Who's the evil than the Avengers? And they're like, well, Thanos. I'm like, Are you sure he's evil? And you can get 45 <laughs> minutes of legitimate discussion out of it. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that's fun, at least. I'd, I'd join your class. We inevitably land on he is not evil, but his, his methods are. Yeah. Something equal in uh,
0: impressive nature to the Eternity War saga. Was the Eternity War That was the co-main event (laughs) It was a pro transition Right there (laughs) Uh, Onama versus Nate I mean If you didn't know Them before you know them now And they were in a co-main And easily a fight of the year contender Fantastic Fight Nate Barely eked it out uh, amazing, amazing brawl! I just, I just had to give the shout out to those two folks. Okay, back in Panama,
2: Nate where should have finished that fight, and the fact Agreed. that he didn't, and he got up and he was pandering to the crowd. The first time, I was okay with it. The second time, I was mildly annoyed, and the third time, I was like, "You're an idiot."
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Well, I didn't see that. What did he do? So he withstood an onslaught. Okay. Onama gassed himself out. He okay. applied the pressure. He had him hurt. On the ground, he stood up, waved to the crowd. Yeah, come on. During Cheated the fight? On. Yeah, during the during the fight three uh, times. I, I, oh, okay. And allowed uh, Onama to get back up. Huh. And I think the third time like Onama was a little bit more competitive, but Yeah, it was a, it was a slobber knocker for sure. (laughs) It was fun to watch, but I was like, we, you know, if you're really being competitive and you're trying to be the best version of yourself in terms of winning, he should have won by a finish, but I will give him this. He made a name for himself.
1: Yeah, he definitely did.
0: It was, it was fun.
2: Do
1: you think a majority decision should go as a loss for the person who didn't win the decision? Ooh. Uh, Yeah, probably. So, like, the only other sport that I can think of that has something even remotely similar to that is a soccer tournament that works on aggregate, like the World Cup where a team can lose two to one, but still advance right?
2: They um, get points for the goals. They score.
1: Yeah. And then they get more points if it's an away goal. And I'm pretty sure the FA cup works that way too. Um, which real soccer heads know is the actual best soccer tournament on earth. Um, and maybe even UEFA. Yeah. I just said the FA cup is the best soccer tournament on earth. Nobody <laughs> wants to challenge it. <laughs> Nothing here <laughs> either of you even know what the FA Cup is doesn't matter um i don't I almost don't know if it should go as a loss for him i maybe you put like a because isn't it hockey teams that have the like four scoring isn't one of them points it's like wins, losses, draws, and points uh overtime losses overtime losses even more to my point yeah, maybe there should be another column here because thirty three percent of the people deciding about this fight. Did not think he lost. Yeah, and if that was a hundred people, that means thirty-three people didn't think he lost. Mm. Can we take a quick aside?
0: Always to do our P and P picks early with a guest.
2: Oh, <laughs> pick it up.
1: And now it's time for the Pretty Me Podcast picks. Pick, 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 pick,
0: Oh man, we have a special guest joining the Pretty Neat Podcast today to help us make some Pretty Neat Podcast picks.
3: (laughs) Hello, hello. Can you hear me?
0: We can hear you. What's up, brother? How
3: are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Good. Member
0: of the Fellowship, Michael Santana. Welcome to the podcast, man. We're happy to hear you making picks with us. How have you been, dude?
3: I've been great. Thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure. (laughs) So happy to have you. Um
0: we were just talking about your tattoos. Okay. Okay. (laughs) As you could probably guess, uh you and Dom.
1: I thought I thought you were a little forward with throwing his name out there like that. I didn't know we were (laughs) we were going all the way. (laughs) If I can hint at it,
0: I'm going to. And I mean, what do we got? We got like UFC fan talk here happening. We all have. Uh, history and it's just like why not let's talk and i mean i know ryan bandmate introduced mike santana
1: where hey, i was hey.
0: <laughs> well meet each other
2: <laughs> uh ryan that, and that I... is that is not how you introduce two people <laughs> yeah yeah that was uh it was it was somewhat awkward but i think you got the point across what's up <laughs> hey how's it going good
0: <laughs> oh boy uh, ryan and i were in a band together with brandon williams uh, who you know as well, mm-hmm. another mutual friend. So yeah. yeah, you know, the world's just small, and we're happy to bring you into ours, my dude. Um, I think we should get into some picks. UFC 278 Usman versus Edwards is happening in Salt Lake City. Is that where this is, Ryan?
2: Yeah. Utah for the second time ever for hey, a UFC promotion.
0: Yeah, you're not allowed
2: the Utah jazz play.
1: <laughs>
0: Where you're yep, not allowed they to. They sure d- do. You're oh, hey,
1: to- watch. We're gonna test my theory right here. Mike Santana, give me your thoughts on uh, Pau Gasol.
3: You mean with the uh, retired jersey?
1: Just tell me what you think about him.
3: Uh, he's definitely he he holds a special place in my heart for sure from a Lakers lore standpoint. So I mean, I think without Pau Gasol,
2: Kobe might not have those uh, last couple of rings he got there. I, I think I would agree with that sentiment. And you have so, proven Dom's point.
1: So earlier today, I said that Pal has a, a unique place in Laker history where he is universally beloved. Yeah, and unprompted, definitely. you just proved my point, which I appreciate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect shirt to wear. There it is. Perfect.
0: Oh, we got the Kobe shirt. Hey, and and that's a, that's a sweet shirt. We actually have a pretty neat podcast that's a Laker variant of that logo.
1: We got to send okay. you one of those. And we're going to send
0: you one of those if you can outpick us for sure um and really to do that all you have to do is have a
1: <laughs>
0: get one get one right. semi <laughs> semi reason i mean the alvi curse is a proof of of what we what's going on with our picks. but uh hey man we're happy to have you and we're going to get other pretty neat podcast fellowship members on here we want to get elite savage on here from twitter who's who we still are gonna connect with and dom uh fan dom, which is fun to say. Uh, we still want to get him on here, too, for sure. And uh, but it's great to have you, longtime friend, and uh this is a fun main card that we're gonna be picking for UFC 278.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say this, I'm not gonna share what it was, but Mike hit me with a meme today <laughs> at um about about three quarters of the way through first period and i had to stop what i was doing i was laughing so hard so
0: what was it
1: no i'm not gonna know i'll I'll tell you later real ones no
0: (laughs) i'm so curious now yeah yeah oh well let's uh let's start at the bottom of the main card um if we want i want to i want to start with ryan Uh, And the reason I want to start with you, Ryan, on Tyson Pedro Harry Hunsucker is uh, we know who the name champion is in this fight, uh, which it would be Harry Hunsucker, uh, who fought Sam Alvey, uh, if I recall correctly. But that's probably not true because that's the track record I run. Um,
2: Tyson is his last fight was a loss. Yeah, so he definitely
1: didn't fight Sam Alvey. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh yeah, and he lost uh he lost to Vandera. That's who that's mm. who he lost to. He lost to our friend Jared vandera Yeah. Um but uh yeah, this one is interesting to me because they're it's such a heavy favorite for Tyson Pedro. Is it justified? Because Hunsucker hits fucking hard and he can take a beating. So I'm just curious what you think is going to happen with this one. And, you know, maybe we'll pick a prop on it to differentiate from Mike if he has a different pick.
2: This is the first fight of the main card? First fight of the main card. So light heavyweight, correct me if I'm wrong, but the (laughs) alliterative Harry Hunsucker was previously fighting at heavyweight. This is his first fight down at light heavyweight. They both look like heavyweights, that's for sure.
0: Hunsucker, I do think, fought at heavyweight at least with Vandera. Yeah, he
1: fought Justin Taffa and Taito Avasa. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he did. And Jerry Vandera. We just talked about that. None of those guys are making.
2: So, (laughs)
0: maybe he, maybe, maybe this will help.
2: Maybe he turned up. We're saying he got on a diet. He got his life in order. He's now at 205, and then he still gets knocked out by Taito My hunch is (laughs) he weighs 205 pounds for about 78 seconds. He looks really (laughs) unhappy with himself in this. And And they haven't weighed in yet.
1: So, we'll see. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so you yeah, still gonna get he's still gonna get knocked out by tyson pedro uh tyson pedro fought earlier this year he fought ike Villanueva, he knocked him out in the first round prior to that he hadn't fought in four years and he lost to shogun
0: yeah he uh I, I feel like this is a club and sub. I, I'm, I'm going to go a, a little bit different. I love to say that phrase, but I I think that this is going to be more than a, a knockout. I don't think he's going to put him away like that. But that's me. How do you feel about it, Mr. Santana?
3: You know, I got to be honest with you. I'm kind of just getting back into UFC. Um, I, so I would say that I was really into it probably like college years somewhere between Mm -hmm. 2009 and 2012 so i haven't seen either of these guys fight but i'm kind of checking them out um on ufc.com and Mm -hmm. in this particular case based on the odds i'm gonna have to go with tyson pedro (laughs) because that's pretty significant
0: it's huge yeah uh, no fault there at all do you think it would be Uh, just based on those odds, do you think it would be an early finish? I mean, I'm guessing based on it, you kind of have to lean that way.
3: Yeah, I would assume so. But looking at the stats, it's uh, he's got a 63 sub percentage versus a 38 ko tko ratio. So I found that kind of interesting. Hey, that sells my ticket of the
0: club and sub, that's for sure. So get that prop money out, (laughs) rough draft kings. We're, we're on the same page there. Do either of you want to indicate a round in this one, or would you rather just go with a finish for Tyson Fury? It's all right if you tie.
2: Tyson Fury?
0: <laughs> Tyson
3: Pedro. God damn
2: it. <laughs> that would be amazing if Tyson Fury was on this card, though. I mean, Tyson Fury could fight at heavyweight. <laughs> Tyson Fury probably... is not making 205. <laughs> no, I said heavyweight.
3: I know, I know.
2: Yeah hey he's definitely not getting to 205 let's let's be honest here he's six foot eight so. dude i'm
1: not i'm not i'm not fucking sniffing 205 <laughs> and tyson fury is way fucking bigger than me so <laughs>
2: <laughs> no way it's it's happening it's gonna happen in the first round i mean if you look at the where his ko finishes come in i mean granted some of them are in 2017 where he did knock out paul craig first round ko Mm. And then he fought three times in 2018, and then hadn't fought in four years. And then won earlier this year in April by first round KO. He's getting it done in the first round.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and look—you so got at a guy that, that's coming down from
2: heavyweight as well. He's probably gonna gas right, so he's gonna go for it in the first round.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you look at Hunsucker there with his landed his absorbed landed that he differential. He, he's 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 mm-hmm. getting hit twice as much as he's hitting somebody. That's just, that's dangerous when you're fighting somebody from a kickboxing school like Tyson Pedro. Uh, good luck, Harry. <laughs> right, Harry. <laughs> uh, then we have a women's bantamweight bout that's more or less a coin flick between China's Wu Yanan and Chechnya. Uh, what is that? Chet che- Chechnya. Chechnya. There's no N. Where's the end? Am I what? There's I don't no know. But uh, Luci Podilova.
1: It's also not in English. Puti so can be anywhere you want it to be. Puti lava.
2: Uh, so Putilova, it looks like her second round coming into the UFC. She doesn't have any fight uh, prior fight history with the UFC. So I think they had mentioned she's making her return. She picked up hmm. a few wins on the regional circuit.
0: Oh. Interesting, and they're fighting, and it says women's bantamweight here, but they're yeah,
2: it says one forty-five. Yeah, they have their weights listed off, which is you know par for the course for the UFC e- website. ESPN has them at one thirty-five. Yeah, they're fighting at bantamweight, which is which is one thirty-five.
0: Do you have like an
2: educated guess on this
0: one? Because I'm not too familiar with either.
2: Uh, I uh, mean, I'll admit I've never heard of either one of them. Yeah. So Wu Yunan does not really go to decision very often. She either wins half the time by KO or 42% of the time by sub, or as Aaron likes to say,
1: the club. She, is sub. she has been to a decision in four of her last
2: five fights. Wu Yunan? Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Well, then how when you look at
1: the and, percentages. And, and Mike, I want to be very clear that is exactly how this show works. One of us will say something, and then one of the other ones of us will be like, Actually, 80% of her last fights have gone to decisions. Uh, <laughs> rough drafting. astounding come and sponsor um, the podcast now ryan to your point before that she had one decision in her first like 13 fights that's wild and two in her f- two like uh sorry i should just count them she had two in four years and she has had three in a row and four of the last five so I would have no idea how to pick this
0: shit. I really wouldn't. So I mean, don't. I, if I've, I've learned
1: anything at the sports is if you'll say that sentence, you shouldn't put money on it.
0: Yeah. I mean, does the podcast have a pick on this?
3: I'm going
2: woo.
0: We got a woo from Michael Santana.
2: Yeah, I'll be a woo girl.
0: I'm a woo girl too. Yes. <laughs> woo man foo. All right. Then we actually move into some title implication fights. And this one is a, is a goodie. I mean, Jose Aldo, who just made me $15 on eBay selling a rookie card. So go to oh, yeah. eBay and support the show by buying UFC memorabilia. Just go to the website. That's where you can get it. But Jose Aldo is fighting <laughs> Mirab Dvalishvili, which is a delicious Georgian dish, as we just discovered i mm. uh, <laughs> i'm sorry carry on uh but this one is i mean this is the definition of an immovable object and an unstoppable force right Murab, which one is which mirab has all this momentum
1: right okay. and you think o- jose is an immovable object
0: in terms of legacy you know, he is a wall. He is a barrier yeah, that has to. be. and get you know passed. what?
1: Didn't like a week or two ago. Didn't? weren't we like, oh yeah? You know, he's actually younger than TJ Dillashaw or something. Which he is, yeah. And it feels like he's been around for fifty years. Hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it feels like he
0: should win this fight. And I mean, that's why the odds are so close. Uh, But. I really I don't know how this is going to happen because Marab attacks, but he lets himself get hit, and you can't do that against Jose. And I don't know if we've seen somebody who can handle those leg kicks. Um, so that's that's where I'm, Mike. I want to pick your brain on this one first. How do you feel
3: about Jose? The question: Is this a, is this at a catch weight at one fifty?
2: No, I think they're probably weighing them before they actually hit yeah. the scale. They're gonna fight okay. at 135. A-
1: another okay. running thing on the show is we really don't know how the UFC gets their weights because <laughs> ESPN <laughs> has them at 135. But again, they don't weigh in officially for another day and a half. Yeah, so
3: okay. okay, gotcha. You know, I gotta be honest with you, I haven't seen Marab fight really that much. Um, but Jose, aldo, of course, I've been I've seen him for a while. Um, and I would just have to say, just based on a hunch i'm gonna have to go with jose aldo
0: he's the man what can you say he doesn't he doesn't like uh, he's just never not gone downhill he's not washing as far as i can tell like he just he still looks great it's highly competitive i think his experience gives him the edge in this
3: i really do he does have a slight reach too in uh both areas as well
1: this is Marab's biggest challenge by far in his entire career mm-hmm. yeah and as we learned with a guy like Hamzat not to compare Marab and Hamzat, but Hamzat did not walk through uh, Gilbert Burns the way a lot of like common fans thought he would. Mm-hmm. and uh, one of the few things we've gotten right on this show is that Gilbert Burns was gonna give him a lot of trouble. Um, I could see the same thing happening
2: here. so but yeah. that by that I, statement though you would say that Marab would still win. If he's Um, Cosmo in this scenario, yeah,
1: it's it's definitely possible. What I was gonna say is, I love Aldo. So again, the odds, ESPN, and again, I think Caesars has Jose or Jose rather at plus one twenty. I love that. I love a plus one twenty. I don't know that he's gonna win, but I love him at plus one twenty. That's a good. Yeah.
2: Scroll up for me. Is that
1: is that? Yeah, it is. Okay.
2: All right. So I'm I'm on the I'm on the Aldo train too. So come with me on a a journey to the recent (laughs) past. (laughs) <laughs> i September 25th, 2021. I'm in
1: the passenger seat. Let's go. Yeah.
2: And and Marab Devalish Billy is fighting a man who is now retired from the sport, Marlon Magic Morais.
3: Who was this
2: fight? Yep. Mm-hmm. It ended up being a TKO win for Marab, but in that first round, Ooh, he was in trouble. I don't know if, if there is another referee that would not have stopped that fight and ruled. Was it Herb Dean'll finish? <laughs> Probably, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna make an assumptive guess that it's it was Herb Dean. Okay. However, think about Marlon. Herb Dean's like
1: they told me I could Stopify, but I'm, I'm never going to
2: think about Marlon Marisa's style. Right? Mm-hmm. He's a Brazilian Muay Thai kickboxer. Jose Aldo is. A Brazilian Muay Thai kickboxer. You were going to say he is is Brazilian (laughs) Jiu-Jitsu. He is Brazilian. (laughs) Jiu-Jitsu. Jiu-Jitsu. No. Uh, Well, he has a black belt, but he's known for his boxing and previously more of his leg kicks, more of a Muay Thai style. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I
2: think we could both agree or we could all agree that Jose Aldo is a better fighter than Marlon Moraes, and has been his most effective self in early rounds. Can, so I'm thinking, can I go ahead? I'm sorry. Go. Yeah. I'm going to say Jose is going to get it done. and He's going to do it early. Cause if he, if he gases out, then Morab, it's all Marab,
0: Mm-hmm.
2: rounds two and three. Yep. But I, I think would, he gets it done.
0: I think
1: he gets it done. Also. I'd like to take you on a journey. Yes. Yay. <laughs> I got a cheer. Wow. <laughs> um Rob Font, Pedro Munoz, Marlon Vera, friend of the show, Piotr Jan, Marlon Marais. Do you know what journey I just took you
2: on? Uh, Jose Aldo's last five fights?
1: I did. And three of them, the most recent three were wins. Marab has nobody like that on his list. No, nope. so, he doesn't. I, I love Aldo as an underdog here. Yep. I love
0: Aldo uh under under two rounds. I think I, mm. I I think Aldo gets it done in the first, uh, as Ryan suggested, but I also could see uh a late whipping on Mirab that leaves him pretty wobbled at the end of the first and finished in the beginning of the second. Maybe. Um And that's just kind of like when they untie, you know, they, I feel like Mara, and this is not to call out Ray Longo, who's Marab's coach. And I love, uh, but as great as Longo is, he doesn't give the most tactical advice in between rounds. I mean, Chris Weidman, (laughs) the first time he fought Silva Longo's advice was punch a hole in his fucking chest. Like, that's not, that's not tactical advice. It isn't? It, I guess it is when you're fighting Silva and it's the only fucking chance you have. <laughs> but, like, that's not going to work with Jose. And Marab doesn't have the accuracy that, you know, Conor has. Like, he's not going to put him down with one punch. It's just not going to happen for Marab. But it could happen for Jose, based on how Marab got handled for the first, first uh, round against Morais and he should not have had that much trouble against Morais.
1: Is there Cheeto Vera Dominic Cruz outcome chances here? Where Aldo gives him hell until until it's over?
0: Yes. That is possible.
3: I
1: think so.
0: Yeah. Mirab could absolutely pull something out of his ass in the later rounds. Uh just because he'll just that, that tired that tired might happen for Aldo. Oh the co-main event. Uh, probably the the sexiest fight in UFC history. <laughs> uh, if you don't count Rachel Ostevich and Paige Van Sant, uh, I I
1: do count that though. Is the problem?
0: Okay, so this is the second sexiest fight in uh UFC history. This might history. be one
1: a to their to their one.
0: <laughs> fair enough. Uh, Paulo Costa is fighting Luke Rockhold, and Rockhold's coming back after three years get the ring rust off, Um, but two fun, brutish, quite uh, fighters. Uh, But I think Rockhold actually is going to be able to pull this one. Uh, That's, that's me. Uh, I mean, I, Paulo is the odds uh, odds on favorite here heavily, but I I actually do think that this is Rockhold's to lose. Uh, That's just me. He's, he's a, he's a more tactical kickboxer that if he can withstand some of the big onslaught of Costa, he'll be okay after the first or second round. But Costa's a fucking brute. is uh, a lot bigger. And Rockhold's <clears throat> chin is, is weaker since Bisping knocked him out. And <laughs> since the fight with Yoel Romero, you know, he just, his he's had his clock cleaned, as they say. Um which would probably explain his, his being the underdog here. But I actually think this, and, and I'm not the picker for the PMP picks. Uh, I'm, I'm mouth. I'm not the brain here. <laughs> uh, and I I, I, I I like Rockhold, man. I really do.
3: How do you think he, uh, by decision? I think, he,
0: I think it's either a, a TKO in the third with a gassing Costa or a or a decision victory. Uh probably not a split though. I, I can see it being two rounds to one. I think Costa will get the first round, uh, just because he's so explosive and scary looking for five minutes.
1: Luke yeah. Rockhold has never been to a decision in his UFC career. That's surprising. In fact, he has only had two decisions in his entire professional career, and those two names were both wins. Over not nobodies, Tim Kennedy and Jacare Souza, both in strike force. Everything wow. else has been a sub or, a, trans, or a, a knockout. I love fighters who just want to go to war. <laughs> uh, Luke yeah. Rockhold really wants to win this fight. He's he's been pretty open about that. I haven't seen any of him bedded.
0: He actually has three decisions. The third was his choice to become what? a male model, which he okay. won.
1: <laughs> For he isn't it is it Tommy Hilfiger. <laughs>
0: I don't remember who he. I think he for. is actually a model, right?
3: That's not. A, yeah, 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 definitely yeah. not a joke.
0: He's definitely an underwear model. How do you feel about this this battle, Mr. Santana?
3: So two things: the reach is significant for Rockhold. Uh, that's one thing I wanted to point out. Um, Huge. But do you think that this is actually a good fight for him to come back to if he's been out for so long? I mean, I almost feel like it's set up for failure.
2: Uh, it for could the next be. One point yeah which, i which... I like
3: both fighters, um but I think I think Luke's just gonna get quipped, and that's just gonna be it,
1: yeah, yeah, I unfortunately think that too. I don't like Paula Costa. I will never pick someone who got humped in a cage, both metaphorically and actually um but I don't know it's I think it's a tough fight for Luke coming back,
0: yeah, Ryan, do you have any thoughts on this one?
2: I I just echo everybody's sentiments. I don't like it for Luke Rockhold. Um, Paulo Costa, you know, granted. Yes. Did he get humped Mm -hmm. in a cage? He did. Did he then (laughs) follow it up by losing to Marvin Vittori? Yes, he did.
1: (laughs) I remember thinking Marvin looked pretty good in that fight, though. Mm -hmm. Marvin did.
2: Yeah, Yeah, Marvin's been competitive, right? But I think there's a ceiling on him, which means he's not going to beat style bender. He's not gonna be Robert Whitaker. Of
1: course he's not. Or Paolo, or the soon to be middleweight champion Alex Bahaden.
2: <sighs> Probably not that guy either. <laughs> no, no. Probably not that guy either. Paulo Costa is an action fighter and he's shown it time and time again, unless he gets in his head, which is definitely a possibility here. But Luke Rockwald has to be in his head. He not he, Luke Rockhold hasn't won since like twenty eighteen.
0: Ooh okay
2: and to 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 aaron's point he he's a little chinny
0: a little, little chinny
2: defense is not great
0: yeah definitely not chuck liddell chin i mean we'll find that out if in the first round <laughs> if if he's reached that point of chinniness.
1: it's interesting yeah, what, to me that paul Costa took this fight yeah because like Luke Luke Rockwell is not anywhere near the top fifteen. I know he's coming off two losses, but he's still ranked sixth.
0: Yeah. Luke I would have still been in there, but he hasn't fought in over two years. And they're taking everybody off the rankings if they haven't fought in, in
1: well, I mean long, so. think about what you're saying. Yeah, it's still we'll see.
3: Maybe the uh thought process there is that it's uh, you know, a well known
2: name and that uh, he's he got a chin. Maybe mm-hmm. Yeah. It is a well known name. So, I mean, there's there there's that. Yeah. Still yeah. draws a crowd. It was a Strike Force middleweight champion as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And a UFC middleweight champion, wasn't he?
2: Yep. Yeah, you're right.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. He beat it uh, to... Weidman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lost it to the Biz Ping. He defended it as well. He defended it after Weidman mm-hmm. against, uh oh, geez, uh, post TRT Belfort, if I recall. <laughs> um, but I don't exactly recall. Uh,
1: it no, he did not defend it.
0: Who he didn't? No, he never. He defended. won it from
1: Wyman and then lost it six months later to Bisping. Yep.
0: Yeah, and that was a late replacement. Eh. I love that Bisping and Rockhold are like really good friends, though. Like their, their online banter is hilarious because of what good friends they are. Uh, and they train together uh, over at a gym up there in Orange. If you guys are ever bored, cruise up.
2: <laughs> no, Jason. Uh, trains with Jason Perillo.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Dang, it's gonna be a fun uh, co main, uh, that's for sure. At least, at least fun to look at. Uh, The thing I'm looking forward to the (laughs) most.
1: I'll have my pants off if you're wondering. (laughs) Of course, the pants optional. So I heard a rumor, not about this fight. We have established that Kamaru is in the Black Panther. You know what? I feel stupid starting this sentence, so I'm just not gonna finish it. I will (laughs) tell you this mark today's date down. When the Black Panther movie comes out next month or whenever, if the thing that I'm thinking, if the rumor I heard happens, this is me almost saying it and not saying it. (laughs) Okay. Okay? And I will be honest with you if, if that was the thing that I heard or not. I had a student tell me something, and she said it in a way that, like, sometimes students say shit, and I'm like, oh, well, that's none of that was true <laughs> and sometimes they say stuff and they don't have the whole story and they're just telling me something they heard two people talking about and you can usually tell i heard a th- this particular student said that her mom's best friend does costumes on movies and she named something else she had worked on but she said she's worked on the new black panther and she told me something about the plot and i was like oh well that'd be interesting if it's true it has nothing to do with camaro but i got to thinking about it so <laughs> I understand that that was pointless and kind of rumbling, rambling, but. is what? What is it? A, a, I'm not going to tell you the thing that I heard. It's
0: a tale of sound and fury told by a fool. It, <laughs> but if it turns
1: out to be true, this was me not saying it. Nice.
0: That's very hipster of you. <laughs> mm hmm. I enjoyed it. Does that How does do you want to lead that into your thoughts on how Kamaru Usman does with Leon Edwards?
1: <laughs> yes. And I think my answer is going to surprise you. I want to be surprised. Surprise us. I think Kamaru is going to win, but I don't <laughs> think it's going to be an easy night for him.
0: Really? Okay. Yeah.
2: Just a That's war. That's what I think. How about How about Leon you, Edwards is a good fighter?
1: Yeah, he is. Leon
2: Edwards is a good fighter. And, and this may surprise you as well. I think Dom's right. Uh, I, I feel like <laughs> Well, Kamaru's now he's definitely
1: gonna knock him out in the first two minutes. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I, feel like, I, I feel like
2: I feel like Camaro's like kind of leaned on, I'm a stand-up fighter now. I can I can throw hands, which is mm-hmm. true. He has developed that skill. However, that's not his strength. And the win in the first fight. Mm-hmm. Was based upon his grappling skills and his ability to dominate and control where the fight was going to go. Yeah, and I just have this—I have a feeling. It's just a feeling um, that Kamara is going to try and stand and trade with Leon Edwards, and if he does that, and he doesn't realize where he can essentially dominate the fight, it puts himself at great risk. The problem, though,
1: is that we saw Leon Edwards piece up Nate Diaz. And then Nate Diaz, that was a, a very weird yeah. turn of events, right? Nate Diaz almost won that fight. The thing is, if Leanne Edwards gets hit by Kamaru Usman the way that he got hit by Nate Diaz, he actually gets Jorge Masvidal and it, you know, yeah, it's it's all for naught. But I don't know that this is a walk in the park for him. Whereas I actually kind of think he, he kind of steamrolls a guy like Hamzat right now. Um, hmm. But, you know i don't know i've been wrong before amanda lost and it's not to say that amanda and Camaro are the same but nobody picked juliana pena the first time so yeah. i don't know
0: i i'm gonna i'll jump on your train since it's not much different uh i'll piggyback it as some people of similar experience would recognize um uh, this uh I think this is a repeat of the first fight. Uh, this is a, a rematch between two excellent athletes being challenged by each other. Uh, but I think you're both right that, uh, especially Ryan with the the focus on his striking, uh, you know, that confidence is there. I think that power is there. Uh as we're looking at the stats he his significant strike percentage is higher and more you know it's it's more and better uh usually a recipe for something tasty I I, I actually think that this is Kamaro's time to demonstrate everything he's learned and I think he gets it done uh within under by the end of the fourth round I actually think that he will finish this probably in a Jorge, Jorge Masvidal type fashion. Really? I th- I, it might, I think a TKO, maybe not okay. a straight knockout, but I mean, Leon was wobbled by Nate Diaz, like as close to being unconscious as he could get. And if it reworked a little bit of his brain chemistry, then he's in trouble. If Kamaru gets him full power, Uh, so I, I'm, I'm actually, I think Amaro definitely wins this dominantly over time, even if it's a war. Um, but I think he is the one with the chance to actually finish it, uh, if it does not go to decision. How about you, Mr. Mike?
3: So I just wanted to pose a question, but I'll definitely answer. Um, I definitely think Usman's going to take it. Um, but if we see his well-roundedness here where if he does decide to use his grappling and as well as his striking, what round do you say he, uh, he takes it? Do you still think the uh, third or fourth?
0: What's weird is if he employs his grappling, I think it is more likely to go to a decision.
3: I do too. I and do
0: too. he'll, he'll just put that pressure and keep the points. He's got that IQ now and the coaches with him that are going to help him keep the belt without getting into danger. I think.
3: Got it. Yeah. I am. I definitely think there's going to be a lot of exchanges, and I'm very excited to see that in this one. Um, but I definitely think Usman takes it. Probably TKO, fourth round. Yeah.
0: That's where we at. We see the same future right there. That's what's up. It's going to be fun anyway. It's going to be, I mean... Kamaro is just like becoming such a treat to watch and the more records he breaks, the more he looks like the pound for pound goat. Um, given he's not near the the status of a JJ yet of a John Jones. It um, looks like he is the pound for pound. Yeah, he definitely is. He is for yeah. all intents and purposes. I mean, today but, he
1: is literally number one pound for pound for men's.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm looking more back to our like legacy. Who is the greatest oh, yeah, martial yeah, artist yeah, of all okay. time? John Jones. <laughs> But Camaro is three or four finishes in his defenses away from being a real argument against
1: that. I will I will concede that Camaro is like a Leon Edwards, a Hobzat, and a Shovkot Rachmanov from really being in that conversation. I agree.
0: Yeah. And he's pacing to do it. He's definitely pacing to do it. And he's still got a great career.
1: I almost wonder if he's going to though, if he's if he's going the sort of Marvel movie route, which I celebrate, will we we get that many more title defenses out of him? I don't know. I don't know what his, I don't know. Yeah.
0: I hope he makes it to the big time. He's going to get the gold one day. It's either gonna be a strap or an Oscar. Let's be real. (laughs) Fuck. I love, I love Kamaru. Oh boy. Oh my gosh, Bet Rivers. What is Bet Rivers? I don't know, but they have Camaro at a minus 910 and Leon at plus 575. Like I would I would do that just because he's not he's not inexperienced.
1: <laughs> Dang. Yeah, I mean it's hard, right? I don't hate the Leon at a plus 310 not terrible because it's no. not impossible no but.
0: huh what uh what where do you put colby in this
1: mess because
0: i mean nothing's gonna happen nowhere, really nowhere. Yeah, so he's yeah. nowhere
1: huh. we know he's nowhere yeah he is nowhere i'm surprised he's not fighting
0: hamzat but ooh, that'd be a fun one Tony Ferguson has moved to Jackson Wink.
1: but is this going
0: to help him at all?
1: I think in the sense that he so this it's interesting you say this because I'm going to segue this into something um, that came up in our text thread. Um, I think any camp he joins, he's like five years too late on, right? It, <laughs> it's strange to me that he didn't have a camp, but whatever. um if he had gone to like city kickboxing or AKA or Sanford MMA, maybe, but I, I don't, I don't know. That division is so tough and yeah. I don't see him going up or down in weight. So I I think it's too little too late. Fair, fair enough. And it, you know, everyone, the, the thing is like, you see this in every sport. We never talk about it in, in MMA or boxing, but like, in basketball baseball football soccer tennis anything that's like not an individual competition if you do something unique like tony does your opponents are going to figure you out and it's how you adjust that matters and if if it's what we're seeing from him is a combination of like them figuring him out and him getting old then then so be it i just don't I mean, after that, that he got fucking Good. crazy. Front kicked in the face, like
3: <laughs> everyone throws even that gets now. In the cage again. Like,
1: why? Why would you even? What else is there? Every literally everybody in the top except Islam, or did he fight Islam? No, he didn't fight Islam. Okay, so Oliveira Poirier Gechi. Did he fight Poirier? He did, right? <laughs> uh, if he did, he lost. Yeah, Chandler. <laughs> he's lost to all of these guys. It's not, you know. There's no point. I'd like to see what Jalen Turner would do to him. That'd be fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fair. Uh, and then one more fight. Um, didn't. It's not on paper yet, but Patty the Batty and Terrence McKinney uh, apparently did v- verbally agree to that fight. Uh, What's interesting is Patty commented on it because Terrence called him out after he won in his last one uh, again, dramatically. Um, But Patty actually said that he and Terrence bumped into each other years and years ago on the uh, smaller circuit and they knew they were going to end up fighting each other and they actually expected it to be a headline. Um, So there's potential that they will headline a fight night spot. And I, I don't disagree with that as a as a fight night because they want to put both of one they want to put both if not one of these guys on a pedestal as the new young generation, um, and uh, I like both of them for it, and I think it would be a fun fight,
1: personally. Okay, who is the guy that is similar to Terence McKinney but is in Bellator?
0: Uh ooh, I
1: wouldn't know who to compare him to in Bellator. Ultimately, whatever I spent all of the time you were talking, thinking Terrence McKinney was in Bellator, and that that's why you had asked, "Will it happen?" And I was annoyed because no, it won't. If no, he's in Bellator, no. but he's a UFC guy, so sure, who cares?
0: Yeah,
2: I hope Terrence McKinney beats him. <laughs> yeah, well, Terrence McKinney, we we talked about this. He's he's never gone to a decision. Did we nope. talk about him on the yeah. drill episode? Yeah, as yep. a professional okay. or an amateur, a hundred percent finish rate, either win or loss. It's pretty good
0: yep i like it i like he's what blood diamond i felt was expected to be that guy mike diamond mike diamond yeah like it's just <laughs> he's supposed to be that guy who goes out there and he's gonna go to war and he's gonna win or he's gonna die and uh and this guy actually does act that way so i kind of like it
2: you know, the only thing right because I'm, I'm not i'm not gonna hate on this fight however logically you're the ufc you have two prospects does it make sense to to basically set one back no it does not
0: hmm. there you go
2: but they're doing it i mean the, are that they going the, is that to the fight? power is that the power of the call out did, it might did, be the ufc approve it not yet okay
1: so we'll see i, I like it when you say set one of them back, I think it sets Patty back pretty heavily. And Patty is weird because he's got the bar stool deal. He's, he's kind of all over the place. Terrence McKinney is way more understated. Mm -hmm. And, but then I really kind of think the UFC is similar to the NFL. Like no player is bigger than the shield. Right. They don't, they don't give a fuck. It's next man up for them at all times. Mm -hmm. And like literally Tom Brady retired and people talked about it for eight hours and then stopped talking about it. He was like, well, I have to unretire because, what? I need people to talk about me. <laughs> That's how the UFC is. They don't give a fuck.
2: So. I mean, huh? clearly Dana White said fighter pay. Maybe they will fight. Fighter pay is going to be. It will never <laughs> increase during. But here's tenure. the thing.
1: Like we've we've talked about this so much. Like it's like the live golf. If you don't like the UFC's fighter pay, go to fucking PFL. Yep. Yeah.
0: There's something for everyone in the world of MMA. That's why I like it so much. That's that's right. Brings us together. <laughs> uh we have to dive into the Dom Dome to to empty out the mailbag.
1: Um, and I. Well, so I want to ask Mike. So Mike is a boxing guy. Yeah, Mike. Did you even know that Anthony Joshua was fighting on Saturday? Which is sad for me to admit because you know you know I love Anthony Joshua.
3: No, hundred percent. You're definitely definitely. Uh... Definitely a fan of, of Anthony Joshua, bar none. But uh, no, I did not, actually. I would have figured I would have seen it somewhere, but I would be uh, pretty upset uh, at the advertisement team for that.
1: <laughs> That's a fair response. It's at like 10 a.m. because it's in England. Of course. Um,
0: Saturday? Or no, it's not.
1: It's in the Middle East, isn't it? Oh, I, don't, the fuck I, don't,
0: is it. I don't remember it's on Saturday.
1: Here's the problem. Anthony Joshua was the bell of the ball for so long in the boxing world. And and then he lost to a big fat guy. And you can't have that. And now for the second time in his career he's facing like a This is what I wanted to talk about with Tony Ferguson because Anthony Joshua just changed trainers. Um Anthony Joshua, uh where is this fight happening? the, the Jeddah superdome where the fuck is that Jeddah yeah <laughs> um this is I, the second time in his career and really the second time in like recent memory that he is kind of fighting it's in saudi arabia good lord um that he is fighting for his kind of legacy and i kind of don't think it matters the boxing world revolves around tyson fury so I'm gonna watch, but yeah, nobody thinks he could beat Tyson Fury at this point. So, yeah, I'll definitely want
0: to watch it. It's been a while since some solid boxing with actual implications that don't involve YouTube.
1: Well, there are big implications because if he wins, I could see Tyson Fury
0: Mm -hmm.
1: unretiring for a third time and fighting him and beating him and then. You know, retiring again, he's never going to fight Francis. That that ship has sailed. But yeah, yeah. I don't know, I don't know. It's a, it's a shame. Mike came to my house one time and we watched a a real, I mean, one of the most exciting boxing fights in boxing history when Anthony Joshua fought Joseph Parker. And uh
2: hmm.
1: all right, well, that fight was terrible, and that's why, <laughs> fuck you guys. <laughs> um
0: we love you
1: i'm trying to figure out where and like i don't know i don't know anthony joshua i don't know
0: <laughs>
2: he's a he's a plus 170 in that fight what yeah wow. yeah alexander Usyk uh minus 200.
3: wow wow is that on the <laughs> zone yes it is hmm
1: no no, it's on the the fucking brave double double private browser <laughs> VPN search that I do. What? <laughs> uh, some streams get
0: cracked, what can we say?:
1: Yeah, I think he's going to win, but I don't think it matters. <laughs> and think- honestly, if you're Tyson Fury, why would you even do that other than the money and he's got the money. so
0: I love Saturdays that have all day fights. Even if it's cross, straws cross a uh, platform.
1: Yeah, my, I, uh, uh, like, my wife and daughter are going out of town for the weekend, and so I'm, I'm like, well, definitely no pants because <laughs> Luke Rockhold and Paulo Costa. Makes and then sense. it's just a matter of what I'm going to be eating the whole time, you know.
3: I'm smoking wings.
1: Yeah, you know, I was literally, I've got a a pretty crazy like beer glazed wing recipe I'm working on that I'm probably going to try.
0: Yeah. Mike, before before you log off, you, we definitely want a shout out for, for your barbecue. Uh it just, just goes without saying. I mean, obviously we're just doing it to poach your followers from social media because you have so many more. Um, but that's because meat is way more appealing to the masses than combat sports. And uh I want to try some of your meat when I when I come back <laughs> to the to the west coast. Uh
3: so we can buy, definitely make that happen.
0: If I was you, Dom, that's that's your weekend right there, is is buy wings off of Mike.
1: <laughs> no, Mike and I go back and forth on recipes all the time.
0: Oh, that's gonna this is gonna end up being a recipe show at some point. Dom, we have a question in the middle. Oh bag. hey, Mike,
1: I gotta ask. You're a Padres fan.
3: Oh yes. Here we go.
1: Here Tell we me go. about your boy. Sorry, sorry, let me rephrase. We are both Padre fans. Tell me about your boy.
3: <laughs> Man, uh definitely disappointed for sure. Um, <laughs> took the wind out of my sails because I'm going tomorrow. Yeah. Right, with the expectation that I was going to see the amazing trio. But obviously that ship sailed until next year. Um, the only thing that I have to say really about it is that there's really no excuse, regardless, like whether or not it was intentional or not. Mm -hmm. Uh, you have the best resources available to you compared to anyone else in the world. At that point. I mean, it's just a maturity thing. We saw it with him falling off the motorcycle, breaking his wrist after signing a $300 million plus contract. Yep. Um, And I don't know if any of you have seen, but the, uh, the letter that they sent out, I think it was AJ Preller or the the organization as a whole. Here's the thing.
1: Mike, you also know I'm a Rams fan. AJ Preller is my type of guy. He's like, I can't, I, I don't have a fucking Juan Soto playing in Double A, so you can have my whole farm system for Yeah,
3: B- basically, fuck them picks mentality.
1: <laughs> fuck them picks. That's right. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. Mike, Mike, let me yeah. ask you a question. Can you can you draft the Lombardi Trophy? <laughs> can you can you draft it? You can't. And and Mike. just refresh my memory i'm i'm sorry it's been it's been a few months (laughs) who did the rams beat to get to the super bowl
3: jacquaski tarts hands (laughs) (laughs) anyway carry on with your point about the padres (laughs) That was amazing. Um, so yeah, and I don't know if any of you guys have seen the uh, press statement released by the Padres and A.J. Preller, but uh, they basically said, you better figure it out or it's, you know, you're gone. That's kind of uh, the sentiment. Yeah, I'll, call,
1: I'll go ahead and call their bluff on that. He'll be back uh, in the
3: lineup the second he's allowed to be. <laughs> uh, man, it's a pretty I, powerful statement, though. I will say that if you haven't read it, check it out.
1: Have to now. I'm personally as a baseball fan more upset about the motorcycle thing than the steroids. It's a maturity issue thing with him for sure. Um, But he is so supremely talented
3: that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. uh, It is definitely sad for baseball as a whole, I would say. Um, And I think I would agree with a lot of the uh, former major leaguers that have come out with that sentiment.
1: Here's the thing though. Mike and I have joked about this a million times. (laughs) Mike Trout has never
3: gotten caught and
1: whether he does it or not, I don't know, but he's tested clean every time to the best of my knowledge. So
3: he and TJ Delisha are friends.
1: There's a, there's his, a way, to, there's a way to do it.
3: His neck is thick. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Looks like he's coming back on Friday.
3: I'm a, uh, speaking of
0: maturity and, and baseball, the Little League World Series is starting up again. And, like, I am a Little League World Series fanatic as a long time. Are, are you allowed within 30 yards
1: of a Little League game? <laughs> yeah, surprisingly.
0: Okay. I mean, with my statement. Never mind. Uh It's uh,
1: that's, I'm that's so a. I'm so excited. That's colorless joke. You can beat that out. It's fine.
0: Yeah. The, the Little League World Series. I mean, if you listen to the show for the year we've been putting stuff out. You know my affection for it. Uh, A, I just love the idea of putting myself in, in my childhood shoes, playing Little League and imagining being on TV, you know, at 12, 13 years old, playing the game you love with your homies.
1: Um, I love but when you, they put on the screen, they're like, your favorite food is mac and cheese. It's the most important information
0: yeah. you need to know. Like, I mean, seriously, what is this kid's favorite food and what's their favorite movie? Because that tells me more about their next at bat what i'm else. more
1: impressed with is that they can get that answer out of them i ask kids like that literally every fucking day for my job <laughs> and they'll be like i don't know oh man like oh, okay cool uh what do you like to do in your free time i, I don't know I like i like i watch stuff <laughs> and the other day i was like you know what sometimes asking you guys questions is like diving through digging through cement with a shovel <laughs> and they're like what I I just like it. I mean, cool. props go back to, to fucking XXX Tentacion and Conan Gray, whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> I, I like. I appreciate the
0: executive producers being able to pull that out of the students, uh, like you said, because I'm yeah. sure it's hard. Uh, for me, though, I just you can't predict Little League baseball, and there's just something so fucking hilarious to me about watching. Athletes cry when they mess mm-hmm. up, and I don't care that they're twelve because I. It wish... happens.
1: It happens in championship games sometimes.
0: It does, but do they mess? Are there five errors in every game? Because so, there no. are when you watch Little League ball and it makes. Yeah. Them... Do you remember the game? What was that damn baseball game for, like Super Nintendo, where there were mines in the outfield and like bombs and like it was like. Oh, it was like a great baseball game, but that's how I feel watching little league baseball is just every single play has the potential to be a play. You have never seen or thought possible in a baseball game. <laughs> it's, okay. and, I, and I mean, I've seen inside the park home runs multiple times. There's few a season, but when it's like an inside the infield home run and it's a grand slam, you only see that shit with little league <laughs> baseball and like watching the players who fucked it all up crying. It's... <laughs> I'm an awful person. <laughs> oh boy. Uh,
1: Aaron, uh, do you also have opinions about the first round of the WNBA playoffs? Cause those are going on too.
0: What is that?
1: <laughs> Can location
0: based MMA travel teams ever work you know can you have a roster of you know three heavyweights and three light heavyweights and and every city or major city has a team you know maybe comprised of 15 to 21 fighters multiple per weight class and they travel um
1: so here's the deal this very well could work it actually already does in the competition jujitsu world okay okay so so you'll see uh You'll see 10th planet against, you know, Gracie something in, in in the team championships. So there is a version of MMA where this does work. I, for one, am all fucking for it. Me too. Uh, Mike, you spend time on the on the links. Are you are you a live golf guy?
3: No. Okay. Why? Just uh I guess you could say a traditional type of guy
1: Fair, you are a classic man. That's true. Um, <laughs> either way, they have a team thing that they're trying to make work. The team names are fucking stupid. Some of the logos are cool. Um, mm-hmm. There is a version of this that could work. Yes. I, I don't know what it looks like. Yeah, but I do think you have like, Oh, you have Cleveland there. Like steep represents the heavyweight division here. And then you have, isn't Cody Garbrandt from Ohio? You have mm-hmm. Cody representing that way. Like there is a version of it. Yeah, they could obviously never fight each other. You'd have to find a way for that to, to yeah. sort of not be part of the competition structure. But I, I absolutely think there's a version of this that works. And and even like if you watch big time combat, not combat jujitsu. That's the that's where they slap each other. If you watch big jujitsu tournaments, they will have like oh. These two guys are from 10th Planet Oceanside, and that guy's from 10th Planet Vegas, and this guy's from 10th Planet fucking Singapore or whatever. It's mm. like the 10th Planet team. It does work. Uh, and then they have like a round robin, not a round robin, like a, like a gauntlet tournament. Because um, in jiu-jitsu, weight class is not everything. So if, if a guy wins, he stays on for the next guy, and they have a cool structure for it. So there is a version of it. I just don't know how you do it in the UFC or in MMA as a whole, but there is a version of it that works for sure.
3: May I ask a question about this? Yeah. It's a very unique concept, of course. So is it set up in a way to where you have to actually be from the area of the team that you're on, or is it in a universe to where it's like an owner and a Mm -hmm. general manager and they're trading fighters back and forth? It's more like that.
1: Is it basketball rules? (laughs) it's more guys who train out of the same gyms
2: um, that's what i see
1: in jujitsu anyway so for sure because like in jujitsu the it's a big thing to kind of represent the gym that you train at and um when i was training very consistently at 10th planet there was a guy that came over pretty consistently from one of the gracie schools that's nearby and it was cool because he had all he, he would have like a slightly different version of what we were learning and uh he was impressively strong i'll say that um but it was always cool because he would come in and it was it's its always very respectful because it's a martial art there that aspect of it doesn't go away but there is it like where you are doesn't matter like uh 10th planet oceanside and 10th planet san diego are i think it's 10th, 10th planet san diego are run by brothers and they are fucking monsters Hmm. they will they will twist almost anyone on earth up into a pretzel and everyone knows it and that includes a lot of ufc guys um they just don't do the striking and and kickboxing part of it but um and if i was better off the top of my head i'd remember their names because they're in that world they're they're famous um so it's like you represent the gym that you're a part of and when you go and train somewhere else like it's a whole There's a whole way you're supposed to conduct yourself, et cetera. So so to answer your question, um, you theoretically could have like city kickboxing that signs a jujitsu team and they could be from anywhere. Mm. And that would be fucking cool. That's what John Danaher does with the death squad. I think that sounds awesome.
0: The names would be way, way fun. Like I I picture like the Chicago could be like the South side slobber knockers and like
1: <laughs> see that's that's like how live golf's team names are um oh really i do think too there's a version of this we had talked a while back about like what if we had a competition where this round was only jiu-jitsu and next round was only i think it would be cool if almost like soccer where the biggest players play for a club team and the national team <clears throat> excuse me you know oh yeah uh ryan hall fights in is that his name ryan hall
0: yeah. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu? Yeah. He
1: fights in he, yeah, he fights in the UFC, but he represents Gracie Barra Jiu Jitsu in these tournaments. Like, yeah, I, I do think there's a version of it. You know, LeBron James plays for the Lakers and team USA, but really he's a Nike employee. Like there's a version of it that works. I, I think
0: I have high hope for the PNMMAC, the pretty neat mixed martial arts championships myself. Holy shit. Um, and, uh, I think that we are onto something with that and like the New Mexico Aztecs. I mean, come on. There's a, there's
1: just like, there's so
0: much there's this powerhouses around the whole country that I think, but it it would be
1: like that. It'd be like the Jackson Wink. Aztecs.
0: Vegas would be tough
1: because here's the thing. I guarantee you there are five guys at Jackson Wink that are world-class jujitsu players. Guaranteed. Vegas Vegas has a big 10th planet scene so, and, and a Gracie scene, so they'd, that'd be a problem. But that's specifically jujitsu. but you could expand on that. I, I think that's a cool idea.
0: All right. Next time, it'll be a future topic on the Pretty Neat Podcast. I think that's for sure.
1: We could like build a team or something, and honestly, the African team is going to be a serious problem. Oh my geez. Because they have the Ultimate Eraser is the thing. hmm Yeah. All of them.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's
1: true. That's true.
0: <laughs> uh, what uh, I think this is kind of putting a cap on the episode. I mean, I know we we didn't cover a couple of things from the uh, the the re recap, but we covered all the main things we were going to. And dang, we, we recorded a boatload for this episode already.
1: I can't wait to listen to it all while I edit it. <laughs> Mike, you have a you have an early Super Bowl pick?
2: Ooh.
3: Okay. Um definitely not a hater, but the Rams are not going to repeat. I'm just going to say it now.
1: Okay, you are a hater. <laughs> but here's the thing, it is damn near impossible to repeat in the NFL, so that's All I right. can that's fine.
3: Um the AFC is going to be insane this year. And I'm so excited because my brother has season tickets for the chargers. So I'm definitely going to go. Nice. Nice. Um, But I think it's definitely going to be someone out of the AFC. Um, And if it is anyone out of the AFC, um, I would like to see the bills finally take it.
1: Hmm. The bills. It's going to happen for them. One of these years, for sure.
3: I think they're destined. I really do.
1: Who is going to win the NFC West, Mike?
3: It all it all stems on Trey Lance, man. I think. Uh, I think. If,
1: okay.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what did you just say?
3: I think it stems on Trey Lance. I really do.
0: <laughs> you got Dom's wheels turning. I'm enjoying. Yeah.
3: Because if uh, if he is at least half of what everyone says or thinks he's going to be with Kyle Shanahan, it's going to be pretty nutty. And the defense this year is going to be pretty damn good, potentially better than 2019. Which um, was an incredible defense. I am definitely not the Seahawks, definitely not the Cardinals, but it'll come down between the Rams and the Niners for sure.
1: Mike, <laughs> you know, I love you. But that is a that is a ridiculous take. you just said you just said out loud Mm -hmm. a division hinges on a quarterback who has how many pro snaps two starts thank you Mm -hmm. who is somehow going to going to topple the defending world champions who are fully healthy and brought everyone back and actually improved in many ways
3: I wouldn't say you guys improved. What I mean, you guys lost your starting left tackle. That's huge. Yeah, they they signed signed Bobby Wagner and and they uh, brought in Allen Robinson. They did. They did. Um, But uh, what do you think about Matt Stafford's arm fatigue?
1: It says he's (laughs) right on track. I'm looking at it right now, as of nine
3: hours ago. I think. I think. I I want to be.
1: I want to be honest. Matt Stafford's elbow is a serious point of concern in my life at this moment in time. (laughs) Um,
3: I think that could be a storyline all year. I'm just throwing that out there. It
1: certainly could. I will say this, though. He showed in Detroit he is tough as nails.
3: He is. He is an Iron Man, without a doubt. I
1: have real questions about his in-season decision-making as far as where he throws the ball, when, and to whom. However, a
3: couple of what-the-hell moments, for sure.
1: We didn't see that in the playoffs at all. (laughs) So... I understand what you're doing. For those of you who don't know, Mike is the 49ers fan. <laughs> I understand what you're doing. As your friend and someone who cares about you, I want you to stop. <laughs> okay. Because they backed into the playoffs last year. And I'm sorry, but this does not hinge on Trey Lance. Although I can't, I have to concede the 49ers basically have the Rams number. So we'll see.
3: <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Is definitely they play
1: be October thirtieth and October third twice in October. Holy shit! We should go on October thirtieth.
3: That would be insane. That's,
1: that's in LA. We should go.
3: That would be that would be a time for sure.
1: Yeah, let's let's.
3: I'm going that. to the uh, the Vegas one on uh the first. Which Vegas one? The Niners uh, Raiders game on January first. That's it's going to be insane.
1: That's <laughs> fucking incredible. They're playing. The Rams are playing Vegas. Which is weird to say they're playing the Raiders at home in December. We were my wife and I were just in Vegas and we talked about if that 12-8 game, because my birthday is the 11th was in Vegas, we would go for that. But Mm. maybe we'll go to the LA one. They have the Packers, the Broncos there. The Rams have a tough schedule.
3: Yeah. Well, we played the the NFC West plays the AFC West this year. And I would definitely say the AFC West took the title for the toughest division of all football. And you could definitely make that argument for the NFC West. No, the
1: NFC West is the toughest division in football.
3: I wouldn't say that anymore. No? No. no. The AFC West is stacked, man. Well, last year, though. Last year, the NFC West was the toughest. Last year, yes. But this year, year, I mean, the Chargers defense looks pretty sick.
1: And Justin Herbert is – Ryan's a Charger fan. Justin Herbert is no – Justin Herbert is the real deal.
3: Yeah, he's solid for sure, man. You guys got a gem there. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. How about that Kyler Murray? You have to do four hours of film study a week contract.
3: That's embarrassing. Yeah. Like an absolute embarrassment. And they but what do, you the do? Keys to him. Yeah. I mean, you're stuck. But what do you do? Point. You can't yeah. get rid of
2: a talent like that.
3: No. You just hope he uh he grows that maturity, professional yeah. maturity.
2: Didn't didn't they back that that clause? They did. Off? They yeah.
3: did, yeah. yeah. They did.
1: He's part of like fucking FaZe clan or something though. So he I I get it. But Yeah. Yeah. Uh packers broncos chargers seahawks yeah buccaneers the one thing
3: the one thing i will say is that i would give the rams the advantage this year without a doubt simply because they play earlier in the year i think it could be potentially different if it was later in the year
1: against the niners yeah that's fun that you think that. Now, when the Rams and the Niners played at, some would say, the latest point in the year,
3: what happened? you Are talking about the NFC Championship game? Yeah. Yeah. i just going to do this. I'm just, just right here. Just right here. <laughs> okay? Just right here. <laughs> hey, you had the ball right through your hands. You deserve to lose if you can't keep it. It's true. Very true. Where do you think Beckham's going to end up? Ah. <sighs> I don't think he resigns with the Rams. You don't think so? I don't. Um, they want him. They want him bad. I could see him going. Um, I could definitely see him going back to an AFC contender because uh, he's not projected to come back until, what, like midway through the season?
1: Yeah. They, yeah.
3: So I, yeah. Think, I think somewhere in the AFC because it's super loaded and someone that feels like they're a piece away and it's willing to gamble on it. Which is I what think, the Rams did. Yeah and i think i think that's exactly what's going to happen okay what do you think about von miller uh going to buffalo
1: i think he took one look at that contract and said where do i sign <laughs> and buffalo's yeah. a good team yeah um like a that really D-line's good team pretty sick they have a they have an all-world quarterback and i agree with you they are i think if i was doing a futures bet that's that's really not a bad, not a bad place to go. Buffalo has, they have every, they have every piece you need. Um, yeah. The AFC is theirs to lose as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. But Khalil Mack is in, is in San Diego, is in LA. LA. Yeah. yeah, So he could have a, a Vaughn Miller type resurgence with the Rams. Like, yeah. Like Vaughn had with the Rams. So, yeah.
3: Do you think the Chiefs get knocked down a couple pegs here, or do you think they kind of rise above?
1: I do, just because it's so hard to sustain that
3: mm.
1: in the NFL. It's, it's unique, yeah. right?
3: Yeah. Unless you're Tom Brady.
1: Yes, but he is <laughs> one of one. So Mah, Mahomes it's is one true. of one, too. So, yeah. Brian, mm. you want to weigh in there on your Chargers? At this time last year, we had a we had a over under wins bet on the Chargers that I won and didn't cash in on, which is okay. I still look, I still have that whole bottle of Puncher's Chance right here. There it is.
2: Yeah, just uh, talking about this is about, Bruce Buffer's whiskey, Mike. Oh uh, yeah, Puncher's Joint. No yeah, <laughs> he has a collection of uh, it's
1: it's not good, which is why I still have a whole bottle of it sitting here,
3: like Snoop Dogg's <laughs> wine. Terrible. You don't like Stu talks wine? Absolutely not. Oh, I do. Do you like 19 crimes in general? Uh, that's the only time I've had it.
1: Okay. Yeah. There are other ones. There. You should try them. They're good. Okay. Go ahead, Ryan. Chargers.
2: Uh, Chargers. Still concerned about the defense, specifically linebacking core, mm-hmm. um, because they're going to be playing in what you guys previously said is the toughest division in football this year. And you're talking about some really athletic tight ends. So, I mean, Derwin James is great, and now he's the highest paid safety of all time. But you're going to need some linebackers that can cover ground for Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller. Oh, yeah. You know, fun, these are, fun with, these are know how all pro you. freak athletes that are six foot four, six foot five, and weigh 240, 250. And you, you're not going to put a cornerback on them. All those offenses <laughs> are super high tempo. They're running three set. You're going to spread them out. So you need a linebacker to hit them off the line, and I don't think they have anybody that can can cover that. So it's a it's a concern. Offensively, they're a juggernaut. No. They're don't, a juggernaut. Don't, don't do juggernaut. don't do that. Juggernaut is appropriate. It's an appropriate. What? Term. Yes. One of the <sighs> top five oh quarterbacks God. in the league. You have it. Top five quarterbacks in the league. Justin Herbert top 5 Dark horse to win MVP this year. Yes. Name me 4, name me 4 four better quarterbacks. Tom Brady at this point in time in his career yes. this year. For one Tom, season Tom Brady, Tom Brady Tom Brady is better Aaron than Rodgers right now. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Matt Stafford Matt Stafford is not better. I wouldn't than throw Justin Matt Herbert. Stafford up there. Oh, oh, oh,
3: okay. Okay. I wouldn't. I'm
2: sorry. Who has a Super Bowl ring? Sorry, Homer. We're not talking about winning a Super Bowl. We're talking about a better NFL player. Josh, just, Allen. Team sport. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Josh I, Allen. I, I would be... I would... Dak Prescott. I, no. Dak Prescott?
3: Yes. Russell I, Wilson. I would not put Dak up there at all.
1: Now, now, if the question is, who would I rather have on my team today? I'm not putting Dak or Russell Wilson there. But Russell Wilson is a better quarterback than Justin Herbert. Right now? Yes. I disagree. Okay, Deshaun Watson, if he
2: plays. (laughs) I disagree on multiple. Lamar Jackson? Uh, Okay.
3: You know, Lamar Jackson is super controversial in terms of rankings. Mm -hmm. So, they could really go either way with him. This is...
1: This is... We're going to need a whole another episode. The, the fact that you would just be like, oh, he's a top five quarterback,
2: top five quarterback in the league. And I'm it's the totally homer, subjective, and
1: I'm the homer for saying the defending Super Bowl champion, starting quarterback, is
2: a better quarterback this year than Justin Herbert. Okay, you want to do some
1: stats? You want to do some stats? This has, has to, to be, be another episode. Do you want to do it? Do you want to do it? You what, want this you stats that? from That's last fine. year? Yeah, absolutely. We need a stats. We need a oh, no, stats no, 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 no. battle. Song. We're doing it right now. Who threw yeah. for more yards? I don't know. Actually, Herbert did for by about 120. They
2: okay, were they were actually second stats. and He's third. Threw okay, for over 5,000 yards. Who who threw for more touchdowns? Uh, Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford did. Okay, and who won the Super
3: Bowl? <laughs>
1: Uh, let's oh let's let's do a fun one who had more postseason touchdowns (laughs) (laughs) oh i know the answer it was matt stafford
2: yes i mean in a landslide victory (laughs) this is
1: crazy actually you know what i I will i will you're basing this analysis
2: off of last year's stats and now we're talking about i will we're we're forecasting for what's going to happen in 2020 i will
1: concede Stafford and Herbert are probably battling for fourth and fifth, respectively, in the best quarterback in the NFL rankings.
3: Mm. I would confidently say that Stafford and Herbert are at least top seven, top eight.
1: Mm. And truly, and I actually think uh, Kyler Murray is better than Justin Herbert. Kyler Murray at his best. And I think Kyler Murray at his best is better than Matt Stafford. The point is, just they both have Super Bowl level quarterbacks, the Rams and the Chargers, and Justin Herbert should be the quarterback there for 15 years, as far as I'm concerned. So I'm I'm not. This is not an anti Justin Herbert rant. Sure, I, I want to be honest. I, I actually am this very purely subjective
2: because we're well. We're it's for, not because we can for, look at their numbers. forecasting for what's going to happen. What mm-hmm. has not happened? This is not objective. This is subjective.
0: Yeah. There has to be, there's going to, we're going to have to do a second. I mean, we're lucky. It's not the pretty neat MMA podcast. You know, it is the pretty neat podcast there. There might be a necessity to do another episode per week.
2: So (laughs) another subjective opinion, the athletic has Aaron Rodgers at number one, Mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Mm -hmm. Josh Allen, Mm -hmm. and Justin Herbert at number five. Okay. Number six, Joe Burrow. Tier two.
1: That's a little reason. But okay.
2: Matthew Stafford, Hmm. then Russell Wilson, then Deshaun Watson and then Lamar Jackson. So essentially all the people that we named in what are is a subjective opinion of the athletic in the top 10. However, they have six through 10 in tier two.
1: Yeah. And in fairness, it's really it's Rogers, Mahomes, Brady in some order. And then it's kind of like four through nine is like a week-by-week thing in some ways.
3: Is Josh Allen not a top-five quarterback consistently? No,
1: the, the problem is Josh Allen hasn't... I don't think that Josh Allen... It's Rogers, Mahomes, Brady. I don't think it's Rogers, Mahomes, Brady, Allen. I think Allen is at the top of that next list. But he's not unassailable at the top of that next list. There is no arguing. None of... None of these guys you can argue against Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. It's not possible. So, so and frankly, this, like Deshaun Watson has the talent to eclipse all of them. It's just,
2: you know, he much prefers personal. Yeah. He's a liability. Massage think, therapist. Yeah. yeah th- this offensive coach says that uh, Justin Herbert has the, he's the best pure throw of the three young three young quarterbacks in the league. Him, yeah. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Justin Herbert is an absolute diamond. Don't, I want to be
1: truly honest, no bias. He is fucking phenomenal. Absolutely,
2: he is.
0: mm -hmm.
2: But he didn't win the Super Bowl. He did not win the Super Bowl because San Diego's defense, Los Angeles' defense is not good. So you, yeah, here's the thing though, Brandon Staley
1: is a defense guy.
3: So. And I just gotta say, I went to the Chargers Chiefs game last year in SoFi, and mm-hmm. uh that was theirs to lose, man. Just poor decision after poor decision.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I i I'll be with you on that one. The the first half of the year, the the aggressive fourth down decision making, I was all for it. But that's largely in part because they were converting on those. And then mm-hmm. the law of averages, you know, caught up to them. And uh We'll, we'll see how it goes. I, I expect there to be some change, moderate change to the decision making during those crunch time decisions. But, you know, I'm just prognosticating here. Don't know.
3: I'm running high on them this year. The Chargers? Yeah, I think so. I am,
1: I am too, actually.
3: I would say no worse than 10 and seven, but I'm really feeling like an 11 and six, perhaps.
2: It's tough because that division. I mean, there's all the off, all the teams are yeah. offensively talented.
3: Mm. It's if very tough to go clicks,
1: into
2: Kansas City and win. Yes.
3: Yeah. Which is crazy Whoever to say that are. Cincinnati did it. Outrageous.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then what happened was the guy who wears two nines on his jersey was like, fuck this. It's not happening here today. So thank mm-hmm. you for coming. But I'm going to go ahead and get that ring now. Yeah.
0: I had a lot of fun. And and
1: Aaron's like, what? Yeah,
0: I am. There's another violent
1: sport that starts pretty soon, Aaron. You should you should lock in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's not.
1: It's here's the thing. You missed your window with the Rams. You could have jumped on. You can't now. And Mike knows I've been a day one since they got back to L.A. Uh, I sat through a lot of fucking Jeff Fisher. uh, Case Keenum. Case Keenum bullshit. Yeah, you could, Aaron, jump on with the Chargers, though.
3: Yeah, I'll
0: consider it. I mean, Texas has its own shit. I don't, it's just Dallas. Depends. I like rugby. I'd rather watch rugby. Okay. It's just, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I played football when I was a teenager and it was fun, but uh little giants is the third best movie ever made. And I just, I, I, I don't stop at third. I have a constant vigilance. so baseball and combat sports for me and even baseball is still just like fan you know in combat sports is a hobby you know i spend money on my on my mma and
1: uh mike what's the best tarantino movie of all time
3: that is such a difficult question the way to put me on the spot
1: <laughs>
2: we is, uh, the hard-hitting is, shit on this show is my friend fiction in your top three me, no, I, yeah, I would definitely say
3: that it is. Um, I love Inglorious
0: Bastards, I starring, do too, man. Starring Paul Craig, yeah, as
3: the bear Jew,
2: Paul Craig, <laughs> yeah,
3: it's an amazing character. Um, yeah, oh, that's a hard one, man, because the kill bills are so good, yeah, okay, dude. It really, just any mini mini mo. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Let's get Quentin on the
1: show. Yeah, that (laughs) that would do a lot for our numbers. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What should we go out on today? It's almost tomorrow for me, and uh, I want to make sure that I can sleep at some point.
1: What should we go out on? I'll say it. The hateful eight is top three.
2: Hey, you know why
0: I love hey. MMA so much? It's pretty neat. It's that is 100% true, but it's also because it
1: brings us together. It did. You know what? <laughs> violence really does bring people together. Yes. Let's get back to violence.